Good morning, podcasting morning chat. Today is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. And today we're going to revisit our series, Rethinking Podcast Norms. I'll explain in a moment. And if you don't mind, hit the share button if you're listening live on Clubhouse, bottom left-hand side of the screen, and share it however Clubhouse allows you to do that. And if you're listening via podcast, please share this with a fellow podcaster. And then give us about two minutes, and then we'll get things rolling. Thanks for being here. Good morning, podcasting morning chat. I'm looking, I'm stalling right now because, of course, I wasn't prepared for such a quiet room. Here we go. Where is everybody? It's very strange. (laughs) Is it Newsday? Newsday happens to be the popular day of the week, surprisingly. I'm not sure what's going on, and it's it's funny just because I'm so hyped up about our podcast and the, that this is now available via podcast and super excited to see how well it's doing already. So I just, I have this expectation that the room is always going to be nice and full when we kick things off. And even Nick is missing. I think I have a text from him here. Let's see what he said. Uh, he says he's going to be late. <laughs> I got it right as the room started. I'm laughing because I make the assumption that he may have had a late night with the little one. You never know. Now, as far as our audience members, first, thank you to April, Michelle, and Jeff for being here. And maybe you guys, oh, and Jackie as well. Thank you. And I'll say thank you in advance for maybe sharing the room and getting some more people in here so we can have a 
a, a big conversation. So with that, I am going to kick things off. Enough focusing on who's not here. Let's focus on who is and start things off with Sid. Sid, good morning. Today's icebreaker question is, if you were to record an episode completely outside of your usual format or topic range, what would it be about? And feel free to give everybody a little refresher on what your podcast is is right now, because then I think the context of the question will help. So again, if you were to record an episode completely outside of your usual format or topic range, what would it be about, Sid? Can I pass? This is really hard. Yeah. I haven't you had any anything. coffee. I've had no um, no time to think about it. So, okay. <clears throat> so my podcast is about office furniture. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I interview the people in and around the industry. We talk about office furniture. Not necessarily office furniture, but the office furniture industry. I think that if I were going to do something, I would, it would still be an interview, but I would um, change it up. And I would, I think I would interview inspirational leaders to allow them to share their story to help other leaders along their journey, if that makes sense. Because leadership is hard, right? And becoming a leader, yeah, I think, is a process that and it, it never stops. You keep working hard to be the best leader you can be. So I think that's what I would do. Love it. Thank you, Sid. See, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> I love that yeah, answer. Right. <laughs> I love that answer. Oh, and Michelle's coming up. Good. We'll come to you, Michelle, in a moment as well. Walt, good morning. Good to have you again. And yeah, that question for you as well. If you were to record an episode completely outside of your usual format, what would it be about? Um, actually, a couple things before I answer, I got I got one actually too. Um, said that's a good answer for like an on the spot. I was like, well, I'm glad I'm not the first one, <laughs> but <laughs> I got another one for you, Sid. Um, in a way, well, I feel like the opposite opposite would be like you being on the red carpet, and in a way, a red carpet is furniture for the office of that celebrity entertainment mm-hmm. world. So I need you to dish out on the latest gossip, like who's wearing what, all this <laughs> stuff. It relates. Um, and for me, I was trying to think something like, I don't know. I don't know. But I think um, it would be an audio drama. instead. Cause I used to, oh, sorry. I do podcast interviews with black leaders. Uh, they're in the community um, talking about how they're kind of, uh, creating impact or people who have just gone from surviving to thriving and kind of talk about how they got there to help other people along their way. And so for me, I think a complete opposite would be like some type of audio drama, um, more comedic. And what it'd be about, I don't know, but I'm thinking office vibes. So that'd be my. Ah, and when you say office vibes, you mean like the TV show? Oh, Yes, yes, the TV show, the show of all shows, <laughs> the inspiration for so many others, the goatiest of goats. <laughs> right on. I, I had to clarify just because we were just coming off the heels of Sid and office furniture, so I wanted to make oh, sure. So true. Yeah. So true. yeah. We record out of Sid's uh, office studio. <laughs> uh, and thank you for that answer, Walt. I like that. Yeah, that, you know. Well, I don't want to lead people. I want to, I want to respond so badly, but I'm afraid I'm going to lead people. So I want to keep moving and curious to hear 
from Dominic. Dominic, the 22-time award winner, who's now, I think, going to get 23 here shortly. Dominic, what would you do outside of Black is America if you were to record an episode completely outside of that usual format? What would it be about? Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Um, this is interesting because, you know, I, I, you know, sometimes write and create treatments for show ideas. And so one of those would be um, a show about retail fails. So basically, um, you would, you know, you know how you sometimes have like arguments in retail stores or whatever, stuff like that. And sometimes these things are recorded. Uh, and so basically I would listen to people tell, you know, these stories of, you know, being in a retail space and like getting into an argument or maybe a sale fell through or whatever, and then bring on these world renowned business gurus and just interview them about like, you know, what are some lessons that can be learned and, you know, and, and, and give commentary and stuff like that. So kind of boring, but that's kind of what I would do. I like that. Uh, yeah. Like about retail fails. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's boring at all. I think that there'd probably be some pretty interesting topics there for retail fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I think for me, honestly, so using the podcasting morning chat as the podcast I'm doing, if I were to go completely outside of my norm, I'd probably be doing some discussions on, say, so well, I'll, I'll say on a broad scale entertainment. And if I narrow that down, I'd probably do some stuff discussing Star Wars, discussing the Marvel movies. For example, Marvel has announced their cast for the Fantastic Four. So I might host an episode on what we think about that new cast. So yeah, I'd probably do something like that. I, I can't get enough of, of my, my Star Wars and superhero movies at 50 years old. <laughs> I'd be a guest any day. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I, I, I think it was probably about a year or so ago, we've, we talked about doing some rooms outside of this room in the morning and doing it here in the empowered podcasting house on clubhouse and i feel like maybe that's still something we we should probably do i think there's enough of us that we could all have a fun conversation so i may revisit that jackie good morning welcome to the stage and yeah if you want to play along if you were to record an episode completely outside of your usual format or topic range what would it be about i have two but i'll go quick okay one is I would get a mini house that, you know, how they can totally convert into like campers now, basically. Mm-hmm. And I would go around the country and do a podcast and highlight each little place that we stopped as a family and homeschooling my kids because I'd obviously have to do that. Another one would be on religion, mm-hmm. period. Like mm-hmm. everybody's different religions, why they think the way they do, how they were raised in the religion, like all of that because it super interests me. And I also want to say 
great Marvel fan, great Star Wars. I have Star Wars tattoos, Mark. I oh, really? Oh, Jackie, yeah. you just went up another level with me. Yeah. And <laughs> the Marvel movies, I was put on bed rest with my first son and I watched them all in order. And now I'm way behind because that was four years ago. <laughs> but that's literally what I did when they told me to rest was watch all the Marvel movies in order. So wow, I could totally be on that show, too. Wow. What you got to tell me at least one of the Star Wars tattoos. I have um, Luke slash Ray's lightsaber. Mm. Um, it's on my arm. So when I do yoga, I could feel like I was a Jedi. Um, and then I have the rebel symbol. Love that. Love that. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for sharing. Oh, Dominic, did you want to ask something? No, I was curious if Jackie's ever read the book, um, The Eight Religions That Rule the World and Why They Are Important. It was a fascinating book about like, you know, different religions like the Yoruba religion and then like Christianity and Judaism. So I'm just curious if she had read that book at all. I have not, but please put it in the um, chat so I can grab it because I'd love to. It's so interesting to me. Yeah, I would love to put, I'll pin that to the, to the room here and share it in our show notes for the podcast as well. Very cool. I have heard of that book. And I, I, my, one of my old coaches, he actually set out to learn as many different religions as he could. And I believe he talked about that book, that that was one of the avenues he went it's down. Fan, it's a fantastic book. It's a fantastic book. Yeah. When I, when I was um, converting to Judaism, I read that book and it was really fascinating. So, yeah. So, so was that book a little bit of an influence in your decision? Yes and no. Yes and no, because like it, it was one of those things where it was like um, in diving into conversion, it made me more interested in not just other religions, but even the religion I grew up with that I kind of went away from. So it was it was just a very interesting book and like the ideologies and stuff like that. It was really cool. Right on. Thank you for sharing. And by the way, just have to shout out real quick, Sean in the audience. We haven't had Sean in here in a while. I know he hasn't maybe been or been introduced to our podcast audience, but I think several of us here know Sean from from the Clubhouse experience. So welcome, Sean. Good to have you in the audience. Funny that Sean chooses today when we seem a little bit light in the room. Just funny how that all works out. But uh, yeah, great to have you. Great to see you, Sean. Uh, I'm going to, and we have Alex and Cynthia have joined us on stage, two of our leaders of this community. And we also have Michelle, and I think Sean's joining us as well. So let me go to Michelle, since she's been waiting patiently, and see if she wants to add to the icebreaker question Michelle, good morning. If you were to record an episode outside of your usual format or topic range, what would it be about? Good morning. So I would actually, I also have two. My first one would be um, stories of World War II because my grandpa was in World War II, but he just passed. So I waited too long for that to get his story out there. But it would be a podcast about different stories and surviving World War II. And um, my other one would be, I'm actually in Florida. I'm a, a contractor, Florida contractor, and we do glass. That's my job that I do all day long. And I would have a podcast about being a woman 
in a contractor's world. Mm, I bet you that would be pretty fascinating. Yeah, that would be really fun. I thought about doing one like that, but I got to get one going and then maybe I'll add something else. But it would be fun to do that because there's not many women in my space, Mm -hmm. especially ones that hold licenses. So it would be fun. Yeah, very cool. And Michelle, I know we we usually do wins on Fridays, but do you want to share the news with everybody you shared with me yesterday? Yes, I'm so excited. So Monday month since I launched my first episode, I'm at 212 downloads this morning. And that's yeah, and that and that I'm sorry, when did it launch again? What was the date? Um the date was February 22nd. Yeah. No, January 22nd. Oh, January twenty second. Yes. Yes. yes, sorry, January. Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you so much. That's Thank awesome. You. That is awesome. And again, for those who may not recall Michelle's story, she has been dying to do a podcast for literally seven years, and she's been going to podfests each of those years for motivation and inspiration, which she was getting, and. It took her that long just to finally do it. And here she is, and she's kicking butt. So congratulations, Michelle. I'm going to say a quick hello since I called him out, and he's now up on stage. Good morning, Sean. Welcome back. How have you been, bud? Hey, uh, I've been all right. It's been so long since I did this. I'm like, oh, where's the Where's the button? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where's the button? <laughs> I uh, know I've I've been all right. I mean, I just had my uh, first surgery um, on my shoulder uh, a couple weeks ago, so that's that's rounding. You know, we're rounding about a year since the incident. Wow, crazy! I still got a year to go because I got a whole another surgery to do after this one is complete. Unbelievable. Well, I'm glad it's finally moving for you. You're finally getting some stuff taken care of, and hope you get some a quick recovery. Are some things are moving in this with this issue but other others are not and a lot of that has to do with the area that i'm in in the country Mm, i hear you i hear Mm. you well welcome back and you're welcome to stay up here on stage with us and play along congrats congrats on the way by by turning this into a podcast i mean i've been i've been semi-following you know just randomly seeing posts and whatnot of of what you guys have been doing and uh congrats thanks man appreciate it Sean, definitely one of the OGs of the podcasting morning chat before I rebooted it a couple of years ago. So he's definitely seen and heard a lot from the old community and from this new community. Uh, I want to see before we dive into the topic, if Cynthia or Alex wanted to play along with the icebreaker, which was if you were to record an episode completely outside of your usual format or topic range, what would it be about? Alex, Cynthia, do you want to play along or shall I move on? Three, two, one. Okay, I'm going to move on. So today I want to get back to really an ongoing series. We've, we've done this a couple of times now. I want to rethink some of the podcasting norms that are out there. So, you know, we've talked about things in the past like intros, are they needed? And if so, 
Do they really have to be as long as they are? Do we need the big generic intro with the fanfare and the music and the long explanation of what the podcast series is about? Or can we just jump right to it? Right? We've had these kinds of discussions before. So I want to keep keep that going and focus on other areas. And so I figured, why not start with the idea of, is it necessary to have a website? Why I say that this is an appropriate start to the conversation is because I just launched our website for the podcasting morning chat. I'm using podpage.com. And I definitely hesitated before I did it, debating whether or not, do I really need this? Or do I need, you know, for one, do I need the extra expense? Two, I definitely questioned, are people even going to really use it? Are people going to go to it? Right? Ultimately, I'm doing it because as a podcast coach and producer, I feel like it's important for me to explore and use as many tools as possible so that I can give people advice based on their needs and I can have a I can have actual experience in all areas to be able to give them advice confidently. So with that, we're let's start with websites. And I saw Alex, you raised your hand. So let's let's go to you. Did you want to chime yeah. in on this? I'm in a little bit. I see Sean. Um, you know, it's a necessary evil for the simple fact. I think with the whole Twitter TikTok scare, I forget what it was. It was so long ago, like like last week. Um, you know, when you have a scare and you lose, and there's a potential that you're going to lose your followers, you need to have somewhere to communicate. And we've had this discussion before. I mean, it only, it, it's kind of like insurance. It, you, you have it until it, if you need it, but you never need it. So you don't really need to have it. Well, yeah, until you need it. Um, you know, Facebook is great. Clubhouse is great. LinkedIn is great, but they can shut you down at any point where a website is kind of a hub. And I, I think that you know, and plus it just makes it easier. I know when, you know, when I'm doing, people ask me, oh, how do I get in touch with you? Oh, it's steadydaughterbookworms.com. It just makes it a lot easier than trying to say, go here, go there, do this, do that. It's on Facebook. And then from there you can branch off. And I, I unfortunately, it, it's a, the expense whatever it is, because I'm on pod page two for, for that, that podcast, it, it stinks. You have to spend the money, but it, it, your insurance policy on your followers. And if you're not collecting emails or if you are collecting emails, um, that's great, but that's what you need to do to have a, uh, a backup plan. Cause as they say, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face or, you know, get shut down by, uh, social media platform. Thank you, Alex. I definitely appreciate that perspective. And curious, anyone else have any other thoughts or want to respond to Alex? Uh, go ahead. No, I'll let Jeff go, and then I'll, I'll chime in. Go ahead, Jeff. 
Good morning, team. Um, you know, it used to be with me being in the music space and the artist space, it used to be that um, fans would make fake Facebook pages, fake social media pages for those of us that circulated a lot of content as artists. Um, now with Instagram, everybody's circulating a lot of content. You've got bots that will create fake pages and all of that. So, you know, one of the reasons, you know, another reason to have that website is just because if I want to know which Instagram account really is Stacy's account, I can go to Stacy's website and assume that she has linked, you know, to the, the proper account. Um, so it's definitely a support in that context. I also know um, that, you know, I'm, I'm participating in an event here in, a, in about a week and I wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a part of my plan. It's separate from what I would typically do with the podcast, but um, I was invited to participate, but I still had to submit a form and I, I, you know, the, one of the first things they asked me was, you know, in that form was where do you put your website? And, um, and that, you know, showed some forethought on my part because I had one now full disclosure. My forethought only lasted about an hour. Thank you, Mark, for pointing me to pod page a long time ago. And I never did it, but I, I did it before I submitted that form. Um, but yeah, those are two reasons that uh, that I would definitely say a website is especially relevant. So there yeah. you go. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Sid, let's go to you, and then we'll go to Walt. Um, so I think I don't disagree with anything that anybody has said so far. I just think that it's a nice to have. It's I don't think it's a requirement, right? I don't think you got to come out of the gate and spend the money whatever it is, how, whatever platform you're using to um, have a website to go along with your podcast. I think the most important thing is that you put your content out in the world, you share your voice and go from there and build from there. And if the website comes, then it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's a, to me, I call it a nice to have. Yeah, that I, also a good point. And for most of us, whenever we sign up for whatever podcast hosting platform we're using, most of us, at least, we get something. We get some kind of web page, right? And so that'll be another question to ask everybody, would that suffice? Right, but before we ask that question, let's go to Walt and see what he has to say. Go for it, Walt. Hello, hello. Um, so yeah, I just want to like double emphasize, like, you know, a lot of people are talking about websites from like a security standpoint, and that's just a thousand percent accurate in group chat, someone just shared they just got their Facebook account hacked. There's someone I was uh, creating tons of content with on LinkedIn uh, who got uh, kicked off of LinkedIn while he was on vacation because <laughs> they said he was doing some suspicious stuff and he's like, I haven't been on LinkedIn. <laughs> so it's just these social platforms are wild. Um, you, you could be kicked off for no reason. I was limited on Instagram for commenting because I said, oh, that's crazy on someone's comment. But um, I come from the marketing world and I would actually say, well, one thing, I don't believe in like absolutes in podcasting. So I don't think you have to do one thing or the other, but to me, a website's my most important tool. 
And I've actually had people reach out from much, 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 much bigger platforms for interview requests. And they did it through my website, not through social media, not through anything else, but through my website. Um, your website's a great way for audience development. Like I point people there. They want to learn more about this or that. So I don't flood the podcast descriptions. You can run ads on your website. It's just like a whole nother marketing tool. So I'd want to throw that in there. And there's a lot of free, um, sites you can get. Also, your podcast host may have a free website. Like I use Captivate. They have free websites for you. It's kind of more of like a WordPress integration, but, um, yeah, there are some ways so it doesn't have to be evil. That's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Thanks, Walt. Alex, did you have something? Yeah, to your point. I mean, Buzzsprout has a web page that's built into it. And I think if if you're gonna if you're gonna go and you don't want to spend the money to to build out a whole website or even go to pod page, I mean I don't think it's unreasonable to spend a couple of bucks on GoDaddy or whatever to get your name. And I, I, you know, to Jeff's point, yeah, I wish I was big enough. Somebody cloned me. I, I say that jokingly and, and, uh, and not jokingly cause that, that can be a real nightmare. But, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, the Buzzsprouts and a lot of the other platforms have that built in. So you have it already. And, and that makes it, that makes it a lot easier to what Walter's saying and to what everybody else is saying. I think that there's a lot to be said for that. And it's nice that these, these platforms understand it because if, if they, if they didn't think it was important, they wouldn't have put it in. And I know that's kind of a generic statement that you can probably go back and forth on, but I think it's, it, that that's something to be said. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex. I see Jackie's got something. Jeff's got something. Go ahead, Jackie. We'll go to you first. So I, whenever I started my podcast, I knew I wanted it to be a brand one day. So for me, having a website opens me up to that. And right now I'm on pod page, but I'm sure I'll grow to make my own website at some point. It's just right now is not the time, but I wanted a blog. I wanted a place to send people where they could go and see every platform I'm on and pick which one they want to you know, listen to it, watch it from. So it just makes it so much easier for me to have that. And I got to decorate it all pretty. (laughs) 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 I know that sounds stupid, but it's like you go to my pod page and you see my aesthetic completely. So like, I don't know. That's cool too. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but I, I don't think it, it sounds stupid to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've been enjoying decorating and my page, my website, and yeah, putting the graphics in, and yeah, I I, I have fun with that, so I can certainly relate to that. Uh, let's go to Jeff, and then we'll go to Stacy. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, um, I just wanted to add. I know, I know that uh, you were just kidding about the being big enough to clone, but that's the <clears throat> the thing that's different now than you know. It used to be that that's who was cloned, but now, I mean, I'm I'm every day finding people that are being cloned by bots, by um, you know, by mechanisms. It's not an individual that is saying, "I want to pretend." to be Alex. It's just the luck of the draw when a computer identifies your account 
um, and duplicates it in order to use it as a spam account or fake playlisting or whatever. So uh, it used to be about that, but um, now it's not. It's all computer generated. Yeah, for sure. Stacy, did you want to add something? Yeah, so um, please let me know if this is repeated. I had to walk away for a minute. But uh, the part I'm confused about the topic here is, let me ask the question, then I'll say my my thought. Are you saying, is it better to have your show on your own website or off on another site? Is that the question? Well, the question is, do we really need a website? Right. Okay. So... My strong opinion is yes. The reason I do believe that, and I'm seeing the results of it, is because of the SEO value. I don't post a blog every week, but by having my website, I'm sorry, having my podcast on my website and constantly updating information about the show and some show notes and highlights and keywords, it's keeping my information so relevant to the Google bots. So I feel strongly that unless you're really updating your website weekly, um, it's the way to go for more than the human eye. Yeah, thank you, Stacey. I think discoverability is definitely a factor when we're considering a website. It's definitely going to help with SEO and, and people searching, hopefully searching for topics that you're talking about on your podcast. I'm going to go to Walt, and then I'm going to go to Cynthia. Go ahead, Walt. Oh, yeah, uh, real quick. So I believe in uh, growth and evolution, so you don't have to pop out with the site right away. Um, LinkedIn bio tools can be used as a website um, to do basically just about everything like the WordPress or Squarespace site would do, essentially. So you can start very small, and it can be effective. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got no budget, low budget, and that's not where you want to spend your money, yeah, you could use some of those free tools. Absolutely. Cynthia, did you want to add something? Good morning. Good morning. I'm one of those little nobodies that was not cloned, but hacked and their identity stolen. Mm. So when I first started on Facebook, I didn't have the other social media. So no one could get a hold of me. In fact, whoever hacked me still has it. They don't do anything with it except change my picture every now and then to another picture of me. Oh, wow. Interesting. And yeah. Um, So is it important to have your own URL so that people can find you? and know where your social media is, where your podcast page is, yes. But that comes from experience, and you might not want to do it right out the gate. But having your own URL, you can, redire- you can redirect it to Facebook. You can redirect it to PodPage. And it's maybe $10 a year. Well worth the insurance. Yep, I agree. I agree with you. I think, yeah, having your own website allows your audience to to know, be in the know, no matter what. And and nobody's hacking. Well, I guess your website could be hacked, right? But it seems that on social media, that is more of a thing, getting hacked. Or maybe they 
the social media platform shuts you down for no apparent reason. I've seen that happen too. You got to have a way that you can stay connected with your audience, and a website's definitely a good way to do that. I'm sorry, did I have somebody else? Did anybody else want to chime in? All right. So, oh, Michelle, you had a question in the chat, didn't you? I'll, I'll ask it for you, Michelle. Michelle said, in, or was really asking people, where is everybody hosting their website? PodPage has come up. I've shared the link here. That's, that happens to be my affiliate link. PodPage is one place where you can have your site hosted. But Michelle was curious where others are hosting their website if, it's, if they're not using PodPage. Anyone want to share? I just used Buzzsprout in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved it to PodPage. And like Cynthia said, it was just easily to buy the URL and then just move it over. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't know about the other, I don't know about Lipson or any of the other ones, but Buzzsprout has a pretty robust deal. And, and you know, Cynthia makes a great point. You have to do it in chunks. I mean, you don't have to do, and, and so does Sid, I, you know, you don't have to do everything right away. But buying a name, buying your name, I think is important, or the website name, if you if you know what it's going to be. And you could just hold on to it. I know a couple of people, they, they don't just buy that name. They buy, like, names around it just because of the way um, people type in stuff. And I've considered doing that with mine because – Daddy Daughter Bookworms is very long, and I'm trying to find a way to make it shorter so that people can get it. But I know Sid wants to say something. Yeah, um, those are all really great points about buying the adjacent names or the dots, net, co, com, whatever they are. But to answer Mark's question, um, I use Kajabi that hosts my uh, website, and I did it because at the time I bought it as a deal at an event that I was at. It's expensive, but it was also going to be at the time I was having courses and stuff like that. So it worked and I just haven't switched because everything is built out on Kajabi and I really like it. It's super easy and I can pretty much do everything um, with it. So um, Kajabi is what I'm using. And I also, to Alex's point, somebody told me when I was at that same event where I bought the website package that I needed to buy my name as a domain. And I looked at her like, are you crazy? Like, why, why would I do that? And one of the best 99 cent decisions I ever made. Mm. Thank yeah. you. Uh, GoDaddy, as a matter of speaking, I mean, I'm on GoDaddy right now, updating today's release. GoDaddy's great. I don't have much to compare it to. I've, I've used Wix.com, but that was back in the stone age of the internet 10 years ago. GoDaddy's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, and to to your point, I mean, I, I bought my daughter's uh, uh, perrypivoto.com. I bought my son's domain name. And I have always, since day one, used my, my email of Matt at mattpivoto.com. That's my email I've used my whole tw- for 20 years. Because um, it just look the perception's reality and it just looks professional um, to have your own. Um, in my opinion, I mean, it doesn't look like look having a Gmail account doesn't look unprofessional. It just, I just like it. But GoDaddy, it. so you're I, I would, Matt, you're using their website builder. Yes, cool. 
yeah and it's just yeah i'm updating it right now it's fantastic i love it anyways i'll I'll land there very cool you know i've always had this thing about with with my domain having a markronic.com and then having an email mark at markronic feels so redundant to me (laughs) that i feel weird using that um who I feel like there was somebody else. Stacy, did you want to go ahead? Yeah, I was just going to say interesting that you just went there. I bought stacysherman.com and right now it just points to my doing cxright.com, my main thing because I'm afraid to move it all for the SEO reasons, but I do believe it's good to own your name um and figure out you know, how, what do you use that for? But having it as a choice is, is smart. So I did that. I had to pay something for my own name, but if you can get it, it's, it's smart. Yeah. And it should be in most cases, relatively cheap to get that name. So, and and even for your podcast, right? Like even if you're not ready for a website yet, secure that name of your podcast. Yes, exactly. My question to what we're talking about here is when you talk about whether you have a website or your own or other, let's say you're interested in having a community around your show, which you do. Um, But for the rest of us, like, might that might you pick a platform that gives you, and I don't know community platforms besides obviously Facebook, but uh, in and Slack, but like, what about that idea of picking a place that you, where can you build a community and would that be the right place to also host or keep your podcast? So I think, I, I think I'm following you and I know that, for example, with WordPress, there are lots of plugins you know, basically apps, right, that you can add to your WordPress. And I know there are several out there that allow you to really cater it to a community where you can create message boards and chats and direct messaging, etc. And I think that's a, that's a popular way to go. I see Cynthia wants to chime in, so maybe Cynthia's got something too. Go for it, Cynthia. Definitely do something like... Um... WordPress. But um, Stacy, if you've got everything built up on your SEO, do not change your your actual website. Just redirect your name to your CX website. Do not mess with screwing that up. (laughs) Just yeah. Take it from experience. <laughs> yeah. <mess> that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I Just, I agree. I, I yes, I love that um I've kept it where it is because it started in 2016. So no right. way can I erase history. But but going back to WordPress community, can you elaborate more, Mark? Because that's really interesting, but I don't know what you're talking about. S- sure. So I believe one of the services that you can use or you know add to your WordPress is something like uh, ManyChat. And that will add those kinds of features to your website. It, it's, and I'm not a web developer. So quite frankly, you know, I worked with a web developer who found the right plugin for NextGen Podcaster and implemented it. Right. So I can't give you a lot of those details. I can just, you know, throw out a name or two, but 
There are lots of community, I think actually, even if you go to the WordPress plugins section, if you were to search for community, you'll start to see a lot of those options pop up. And then you can kind of get a rundown of what they offer and pick the one that works best for you. Buddy Press Press will allow you to make your own forum on your website. And that is part of the WordPress program. Yes, buddy, What's it called? buddy press, like B U D D Y press, or or and also buddy boss, buddy boss, is another one. Yeah, th- I'm glad this is helpful, Stacy. Uh, Sid, did you want to add something? Um, I do, but I think Walt had his hand up first. Go for it, Walt. Well, I- I'll be quick. Um, so. I think Stacy, you asked, um, I would say community is something that is slowly being integrated in all different website platforms. So there are some companies that are built, their whole company around building communities. Others like Squarespace, for example, that's what I use. I just for my website. They started as just a website builder and they adding community features in. So over the next couple of years, I think community features are going to be available on all platforms whether it's a super website or link and bio site it's just going to be there um but as far as what's best i think it really just depends on what you want i would um kind of ask yourself what your goal is for having a website versus a community i see a lot of people having a platform for a website and then just if someone wants to join in on the community they just redirect to a place that's truly built for community so i don't Uh. think there's a right way to do it it's just uh, depends on your budget, your goals. Um, Cause you know, when you start thinking about different tools and stuff, a lot of this could add up. So I don't know if that helps, but I don't, I don't think there's a right way to do it. And there's certain tools that are good for this and better for that. Yep. I wonder if there's SEO value by having, I don't know, plug in the, on your website or not, but, but what, what are some of the um, community sites and Mark, you're an expert in this, obviously doing it. But what are the options if one was going to build one around their podcast topic? I'm a member of one built on Mighty Networks, and that's pretty pretty strong tool. Um, and Circle dot so is one I see a lot of coaches building. Um, somebody mentioned Kajabi earlier as a place for courses. I think Kajabi is definitely one of the top of the top tops of all course building sites. And they have a strong community feature there as well, as well as Teachable. Um, I got one called Group App. It's a smaller one, but it's black owned. It's like a more of a startup right now. But I just decided to build one on there. So that's coming soonish. Patreon. There's a four. Sorry, there, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, I think it depends on what type of community you want to build because, once again, not every single community platform caters to something in particular. Which I know, Stacy is uh, probably frustrating to hear because I know, I know you're on a quest to find all-in-one tools. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm also willing to chip away something like build a community and create, you know, something specific to my show or my LinkedIn course, you know, Coffee with Stacy or build the community like you do very well. 
I would check out whoever said they were using Kajabi. I'd reach out to them and Sid. I think said Sid. Oh, yep, yep. Said you should speak to Sid anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I know Sid. Yeah, go ahead, Sid. Yes, sorry for the noise, guys. I'm in a Starbucks. Um, yes, I use Kajabi, and what I was going to say is exactly what Walt just said about all the other platforms like Mighty Network that are available and geared to building a community, bringing people home, having all these different chat features. I mean, Kajabi has, since I joined six years ago, I mean, it's really advanced and added lots of features. So they will continue to do that and grow as the market demands it. So I'd say there are plenty of options and feel free to ping me and we can talk about them. The ones I know about anyway. I'm going to go to Billy and then Cynthia. Go ahead, Billy. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. A couple things. Mark, having your first name at your first and last name dot anything is very awkward. Yeah. I have Billy at BillyThorpe.live, and so I get a lot of funny looks. I'm like, I'm a narcissist. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) So I was going to throw a little one-liner in there, and people are just like, whatever, dude. You want your dog food or not? You know, whatever. So. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. I buy domains with my name and then I just forward them to, so if you go to dealbilly.live, it goes to my Amazon store. I think if you go to Billy, Th- Billy, or if you go to billythorpe.live, it also goes there and I'm about to reroute that to my, uh, to my pinnacle.ai. And, and I would say that too, Stacy. I would say, and Charles is typically on this app, the owner of Pinnacle. And so far, and I have a really wacky business where I am doing, deals with Chinese companies. I have people building a community with, um, and then I'm also have a resale business of reselling all this product. And so far, and I'm only like a few days in, so I'm not going to die on the cross of Pinnacle, but right now I'm like, holy crap, this thing does a whole lot more than I even know. And I think too, it's really getting with a company that will spend some time with you uh, because there's probably plenty of companies out there, but it's like, what companies are going to spend time with you? And so what, you know, I mean, obviously you're in customer service. So, you know, for me, I'm not a software developer and there's a lot of stuff that software will do that I don't even know how, what to call it. I don't even know how to ask the question. And so, you know, for me, it was really finding that company that I could, I'm paying for it. It's, you know, it's 3,600 bucks a year, but I'm going, all right, I got customer service on the phone. I'm on a Zoom call. I got they got a virtual assistant, um, you know, service as well that I'm hiring someone just to help me build out this entire thing the proper way, so I can focus on my business and not focus on becoming a software developer or curator. So that might, you know, when you're looking for stuff, that's what I always do is like, who gives me the most amount of attention the fastest? Because I feel like that is going to win my business because I'm not a software developer. You're speaking my language, and I love, I do believe we're detouring for 10 seconds, but the platforms that give the best service and support among the whole experience is going to be the one that thrives into the future, long future. So love that you said that, and thank you. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Billy. Cynthia, did you want to add something? I did. Kajabi might be something that you want to consider because of the fact it provides an app so that people can be part of your community on the go. Yeah, having an app is definitely, I think, valuable, right? If it's, or at least a web, I'm sorry, a mobile-friendly website. 
But yeah, having an app, I think, definitely plays to certain audiences for sure. I want to ask if if you guys could give me a show of hands by, for those of you on Clubhouse, right? If you're listening on Clubhouse, most of you know, if you tap and hold your own face here on stage, um, you will see the emojis. Give me a thumbs up if you are either an avid podcast listener or if you have a favorite go-to podcast. And I'll explain in a minute. So do you have a favorite go-to podcast or are you an avid podcast listener? Because coaches, I'm sorry, because podcast hosts don't always listen to podcasts. Okay, so we have a good representation. I'm going to ask who here visits the websites of those go-to podcasts? You can come off mic if you want and share, but I'm curious. Do you go to those websites of, of those podcasts you listen to? It's, it's kind of a mixed bag. Who came off mic? Me. I was going to say, yes, from social media. Always, like if someone posts about a show, I then go and look at it and I go to that page to see more. I don't necessarily listen. I'm not that kind of user that's always in Spotify or Apple. But on social media, I'll go and the link is where I'll always click to go to. And to be fair, Stacey, you were one of the people that said you're not really an avid listener. Is that right? I don't go on the platforms frequently but when it's on social media it draws me in and i do listen that way so i i'm a little bit different yes yeah okay and and they may share a link directly to a a podcast player right like they might link to an apple page or a spotify page so so it just it's kind of luck with the draw right it's usually a website because then it has all the information there cool okay I'm curious, is anyone else who said no, I don't? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Billy. Well, actually, I'm a, I'm, you said website, and then I, I was been meaning to ask you this question for a really long time, and I keep forgetting. But the only podcast website I've been to is, I think it's called The Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper. And the only reason I went to his website is because he has tons of episodes, and he's like, go to my website, fill out, like I think it's like a short survey or something, and I'll curate a list of podcast episodes that you'll be interested in. Wow. And I'm like, obviously, he's not doing that. So you don't have to answer the question now. But maybe that I mean, that might be like a tool. I don't even know what it is. I've like kind of looked into it. But that would be interesting as a way to get people to your website is like, hey, I got, you know, 200 episodes. Go fill out this little thing and it'll curate a list for you. I love um, that. I don't know how he does it. But anyway, I've been I was going to ask you if you knew how. But I keep forgetting to ask, but you guys talked about websites, and that's the reason yeah. to this guy. Yeah, I love that. I, I So I think, you know, certainly you can do something with a custom GPT. You could create your podcast custom GPT and provide it with the information you get from the form that the, the listener fills out and then have it spit out specific episodes based on the answers. That would be the first thing I would try if I were going to implement something like that. Walt, did you have something? Billy, I'm so glad you shared that because I really love that idea and I'm going to look into a way to implement it. Um, I do know that when you have a website and you post episodes as like a blog post, you can tag and keyword them 
And so I assume there's a way to kind of filter based on that specific tag and stuff like that. But it also, oh yeah, that, that's just such a really good idea. Um, just want to share that. And then also, Mark, I just really love that question because I was just talking about how important websites are. And I really only go to a website <laughs> if there's a specific call to action that I want to get. Um, but people don't usually promote their websites on social. So that's another thing. But that, that was a really good question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny because sometimes we, you know, we're wearing different hats, right? When we're wearing our podcaster hat, a lot of us believe, yeah, we must have a website. But it's funny when you start to pay attention to your habits as a consumer, it's funny to pay attention to how are you using it. And that doesn't mean everybody's using it that way, but it does kind of reveal a few things. And that's why that was today's topic of rethinking the norms. That's why we do this series. Yeah, go ahead, Billy. Oh, real quick, Mark. I just want to let you know, I found the link. It was in the guy's show notes and I just posted it in the chat. Oh, cool. So you could see what he's doing and maybe you can decode it there and figure it out. Thank you. Yeah. And I will include it in the show notes as well for our podcast audience. Thank you, Billy. That's awesome. Appreciate that. Anyone have any closing thoughts? Yeah, sorry, I couldn't get to the button. That's fast cool. Enough. I'm trying to make lunch tacos for Zoe. So nice. My apologies. Um, <laughs> I, I, only the last thought would just be that this thing about your your community, think about your podcast, think about the goals for your podcast, and just deploy the strategy necessary as possible. You heard a lot of people share different thoughts and stuff like that, and, and neither of them are like no, no the the gospel, if you will, right? And that's not to say anybody said anything wrong. It's just that like, it, it makes sense for what they're doing. So I think it's just a one of those things to take a nice audit of your podcast and those goals and then deploy it accordingly when it comes to websites and, and social media and stuff like that. Personally, I got a website because I was dragged into getting one, but it's been <laughs> beneficial, uh, right? You know, and, and so uh, so that was only my lasting thought. Sorry about to cut in and on it. Like no, I'm, I'm glad you did. And I think it's funny, Dominic, because I feel like you said the same thing about starting a social media on inst- or starting your Instagram page. Yeah, it, it's because I'm so just <laughs> engrossed in the work. It's like, I just want somebody else to do the marketing. I piece. feel that. But, but but I definitely understand the importance of why you should have both of those things and, and how they can be vital to your podcast success. Yeah. And ultimately, my belief is, yes, it's 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 important to have a website for all of the reasons that were shared today, whether it's to stay in touch, stay in, stay connected with your audience, or Maybe it's to elaborate on an offer that you are putting out there to your audience. I, there are lots of reasons, and I think I think it's o- it can only help having a website. And I think PodPage is a great a great place to start if you're not wanting to do all the techie things, right? Like Billy was saying, I don't want to become a a, a web designer or web programmer. So using some of these tools that help us do it can be of great service. So yeah, I would encourage it. And if if I had a client come to me and say, Mark, I just don't want a website. I don't want to deal with it. That would be okay. There are options, right? Like we said, you could use Buzzsprout or Libsyn or a lot of these other hosts that provide you with a web page. 
or you just don't have to point to it at all. There are lots of ways you can connect with your audiences. It depends on really, ultimately, what does your audience want? And sometimes that takes a little time to figure it out. So tomorrow, we're back again, 7 a.m. Eastern, and tomorrow is our news day. So we will cover any recent topics of the week, the past week, that affect you as a content creator. And we talk in all different areas, from social media to podcasting, you name it, we're talking about it. So join us tomorrow at 7 a.m. Eastern. Until then, make it a great day, everybody. Take care.